Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee radio personality Steve Pallack. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on air light is lit. It's season five of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. As always, this is Chris Byer with my co-host, Jim Martin. Jim. Hello, everyone. Well, usually this is a comedy podcast, but sometimes we do stuff that's a little bit more serious, I guess. And tonight's one of those occasions. Right. In Wisconsin, uh, it is kind of unique, the, the drinking culture. In my biking group, I talked to this one guy that's from New York. We were talking about drinking in Wisconsin. And I said, is it really different? in wisconsin say versus new york and he said yes very noticeably so oh really interesting I mean, but then we got guys like me and you who don't drink that much no right yeah. right no that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. well I, I'm, I'm hesitating because it's funny i just on uh just this past weekend i went to lunch with a friend of mine who i haven't seen for a while because his birthday him and him and his wife and we did like some tequila shots in the middle of the afternoon like <laughs> other than that yeah but that's, you know, that's atypical for you. And I know is, over the years, yeah. uh, if we've gone out more times than not, you were the designated driver. Sometimes I was. Yep. Right. But we were pretty vigilant about not drinking and driving. But yeah. just to drive the point home about how I've been very careful about this. One time I went out with a friend of mine. We ordered one drink. I was going to hang out for an hour and I got the bill and I was a little buzzed and I was a little concerned. So I looked at the, the, the tab and it said that I'd been billed for a double. Right, they put two oh. shots in my drink. Oh, okay. And so I was a little mad, and I talked to the waitress, and I said, "Hey, I, you know, I didn't pay for a double." She said, "Well, most people like doubles." And I said, "Well, <laughs> I didn't order one, and I'm not going to pay for it." I proceeded to go out and sit in the waiting room out the out in the uh, doctor's uh, office. Yeah, you know, <laughs> is that where you were? <laughs> I proceeded to wait in the atrium, <laughs> and I was waiting for this to wear off. And sure. some guy that looked like a manager came out, and he was letting people into the door. And I said, let me just talk to you a second. I said, I got a drink and they, they gave me a double when I didn't order it. And he looked at me. He said, well, most people like doubles. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, that but, doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, I ordered a pizza. I got a hamburger. Yeah. Well, yeah. Most people like hamburgers. Yeah. This was the party line at this uh, place. So anyway, we're talking about drinking, driving, and we're doing that because our guest Steve had a couple of infractions that led to some jail time. And so we thought in the first half, we talk about the process of, you know, how these infractions led to the jail time. And in the second half, talk about what's it like being in jail. And this is an actual interview. Sometimes we, we do right. skits. So I'd like to welcome Steve to our show. Steve. Good evening. Hi, Steve. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, and thanks for being very frank about this subject. Steve, um, what does it take to go to jail with drunk driving, what what happened in your circumstance? Well, in Wisconsin, every time you get a DUI after your second offense, your legal BAC goes down. The acronym you just said was BAC, which blood stands alcohol for content. blood alcohol content. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yep. So this this last one that I had, and I've I've had a few. I blew point oh four. The legal BAC is 0.08. So I was only half of the legal BAC, but the way the law is written in Wisconsin, because of the number of priors that I've had, they chose to send me to prison. 
Now, the reality is, is that this is my sixth offense. Of those six charges, three of those I would not have been charged in any other state because I was still under the legal limit for most people. Hmm. But because of the way the law is written in Wisconsin, I got charged with them. It's, it's, people talk about the Wisconsin laws being very lenient. And the reality is, is the Wisconsin laws are lenient as far as the punishments go, but the way they go about charging people is actually very harsh. But the punishments, I mean, in any other state, I would have been locked up after a 6 OWI. I would have been locked up for a lot longer than I was. Mm-hmm. Now, with that thought in mind, would I have been charged in another state? No, I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of give and take there. Sure. That's interesting. I did not realize that the legal blood alcohol content went down as you had more DUIs. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Do you know that, Chris? Well, uh, yeah, I had heard that uh, through Steve. You know, oh, okay. Um, what is well, that's it? That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> what What is it in the state? Is it DUI or OWI? Um, it's actually both. Okay. Uh, it's driving under the influence and operating while intoxicated. When you get a drunk driving ticket in Wisconsin, they actually charge you with both because the judge is going to drop one or the other. It doesn't really matter which one it is. It's always it's it's all the same. As far as punishment, fines, so on and so forth, it's going to be the same either way. But it's it's DUI or OWI. Either way, it's drunk driving. What is the distinction? Do you know? Um, driving under the influence is actually a little bit more of a broad charge where you don't necessarily have to be drunk. If you have a beer, you're technically under the influence. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And that's something that people don't realize either. Yeah, they have uh, 0.08 as being the guideline for uh, whether or not you're drunk. But if you're not me, if you're a lightweight and you have uh, one beer and get pulled over, even if you don't blow 0.08, they can still arrest you for driving under the influence. Hmm. I suppose, especially you know, if you're driving erratically, I would think, right? Yeah. I mean, correct. Running, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also had operating. The OWI also was kind of in place for bicycling or uh, other things that are not driving, you know, other vehicles. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's something else people don't realize is you can actually get a operating while intoxicant or while intoxicated charge while pedaling a bike. I've had people argue with me and tell me that, no, that can't happen. Oh, no, it can, definitely well, can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can be charged if you're just walking down the street. Not with OWI right. or DUI, but you can be, it's uh, public it? drunkenness. Public drunkenness, right, right, yeah. Even West Dallas has a, uh intoxicated walking law. It's a, it's just a <laughs> municipal offense, but if you're caught walking down the street in West Dallas, they can, and you're intoxicated, they can arrest you for that. And that's above and beyond the normal public intoxication laws. Yeah, I wonder how often they do that. Some cop is kind of having a bad day or maybe see somebody who's kind of, you know, gave him attitude at, at a different, different point, you know, like, all right, all right, buddy, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like jaywalking, you know, like yeah. they never, yeah. very rarely do they actually say, Hey, you're jaywalking. Here's a ticket, you know, might be something like that. I don't know. 
Right. One thing I think I asked you, Steve, prior to this interview is that might be a touchier subject is if you'd injured anybody in the drunk driving that you had, you've never injured anybody. I've never had a drunk driving motor vehicle accident. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So let's, let's go back. Take us back to the, the first one. How old were you? And what's that like seeing those lights in your rear view mirror when you know there's a good chance you're going to be in trouble? I was 21. I didn't realize the implications. The reality is, is that a first offense is nothing more than a slap on the wrist. And I believe that it's actually, and this is coming from me, I believe that it's too light. Um, it's just a municipal violation. And uh, you pay a fine. You lose your driver's license for six months, and then it's over with. Did you know when you got pulled over that you were going to you know, be over the limit? You know, I got to tell you, this was 30 years ago. I don't remember what was in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, besides the alcohol. <laughs> did they give you a breathalyzer for that one? They did. They oh, have okay. to. Did you have to walk the plank or do that, do the walking thing, you know, where they. Yeah. You... And, you know, the reality is, is I'm not real coordinated. I could be dead sober like I am now and I can't do it. I, I'll feel that every time. Yeah. When, uh, when does the. Uh... How many offenses before it, all of a sudden they start dropping that, that limit? So your first and your second in Wisconsin are 0.08. Your third is, I believe it's 0.06 or 0.04. I forget which. And then after that becomes 0.02. 0.02. Wow. You used to yeah. round somebody who'd had a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's not much. Hmm. Interesting. I worked with a guy who, uh, He's a person who uh, ended up going the wrong way on the freeway. Now he didn't get in, he didn't hurt anybody either, but he went off an eb- exit ramp and then smashed into a tree. But if you're driving the wrong way, like holy, I mean, I can't imagine being that drunk that I'm driving the wrong way and not realizing I got on the exit ramp. Like what? I, I couldn't imagine that either. I mean, I I would be absolutely horrified if I was going the wrong way down the freeway. Yeah, I mean, and, you know? and not even knowing. I mean, because you'd have to not even realize you're doing it, right? I mean, like, right. Well, obviously. first off, they have these at the, at the off ramps for the freeway. If you're going up an off ramp, you'll see a big red sign that says "wrong way." Yeah, right. You right. know, well, chances are your eyes close. are probably half half closed anyway, right? Because you're all, you know, right, right. Yeah, Ugh, you just can't imagine. We're talking about getting pulled over. Were any of these times? I'd admit, there's two probably two ways you get pulled over. There's maybe three ways there's driving a little erratically, whether it be too slow or too fast or whatever. Uh, maybe it's just bar time and they're, it's kind of a dragnet where they're pulling people over or maybe you get pulled over for a headlight being out of the right. circumstances you got pulled over. Were all of those in play or some of those in play? Oh yeah. Um, almost every time with the exception of this very last one, it was equipment violations. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the second to last one, earlier in the day, I, I saw a vehicle that had broken down on the Holly Road Viaduct. And I went around the island and went back, and I offered to help. And I wound up helping them by pushing them off using my car. Mm-hmm. And I lost my front license plate. I didn't realize I lost my front license plate. I went out for a few beers and, and uh, on my way home, got pulled over for no front plate. Yeah. 
the yeah. time before that, I had a flat tire. I, I pulled over and was changing my tire and uh, got it then. Hmm. You've watched these things on YouTube. Maybe you've seen these, Jim, where where people get pulled over and they get the camera going and, you know, they know their rights about, you know, what they you know can and can't say and what they have to answer. So what is the right thing when the guy pulls you over and rolls your windows down and says, have you had a few to drink? Do you have to answer this, that question? You know, I'm, I'm sure there is a legal way to get around answering questions, you know, pleading the fifth, whatever. I've found that when you cooperate with law enforcement, that uh, they will generally be lenient with you. And I mean, I've, I've been pulled over in the past where I was, I know I was under 0.08, but I knew I was above 0.02 and I cooperated with the cops and they let me go. That's great. I mean, I just, (laughs) I always, I always cooperate with them. Sure. This last time the judge gave me a year the prosecutor asked for a year and a half and my defense attorney asked for 15 months and the judge gave me a year. And part of the reason why was because I cooperated as well as I did with the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, did you fire that lawyer? Why, did, you, did you get rid of that lawyer? Cause <laughs> like 15 months, what are you thinking? I got, I got a year. I did a year on my own. Like what, well, <laughs> what am I paying you when for? You, when, when you figure that I was facing six years, I, oh, uh, wow. no, no. I think he did a great job for me and yeah, I would recommend yeah. him to anybody. Yeah. I was just I was kind of joking, you know, but right, <laughs> he asked for 15 right. months, the judge gave me 12. What have you, <laughs> have you ever regretted being frank with the cops? Has there been a situation where they used it against you? No, no, because they, they always put the reports that I've been cooperative and that always looks good when you go before the judge. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, Chris, the, the answer to your question is, yeah, you probably don't have to answer Probably don't have to do anything, but they're going to find out. <laughs> they're going to find out one way exactly. or another. I mean, they're going to pull you out of your car, arrest you, take you to jail. Then you're going to take your blood sample if you don't want to give them a, a breathalyzer. I mean, there's they're they're going to do what they got to do. So you might as well just uh, help them out as much as you can. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a big fan of cops. There was a time I wanted to become one, but since then I've decided that they're really nothing more than gangbangers themselves that are backed by judges, you know, so I'm not a big fan of cops, but I will always cooperate with them. Sort of like if I had an issue with the mafia, I'm going to cooperate with them too. You know, (laughs) know, I I don't know. I don't know if you want this getting out then, you know, this isn't exactly cooperation. (laughs) You don't want this out of the, but there's a bunch of gangbangers with a judge back. I don't like them. I don't like them at all, but yeah, you know, (laughs) cause you know, Uh, we got a lot of cops that listen to this show. I well, I mean, I maybe these cops <laughs> need to hear a different viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So what's that like when they're about to sentence you? And you know in the back of the mind it could be six years. That's gotta be a tough oh, yeah. those have got to be some real dark times that you're that you're fighting with, I'm sure. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It it's it's nerve wracking. It's uh it's it's horrific having to having to live through that. But with that thought of mind, I also know when I put myself in that position, that I'm the one that put myself there. And yeah. I have no one to blame but me. In the case of this last DUI, I blew 0.04. Mm-hmm. But I knew what the law was. And I still chose to drink more than, than 0.02. Mm-hmm. 
I had one beer and two shots, and that was enough. And I knew that. And also, I, I bet it was kind of weird to be like, yeah, I mean, you're potentially six, and then be be happy about going to jail for a year. Yeah, yeah. When you're being let out of that courtroom by the sheriff deputy, and and they're putting you in in uh, shackles and handcuffs, and you're grateful for that year. That's really a bizarre sensation being grateful for that year. Yeah. What What about now? Is there uh, you hear about ignition controls? Is there do they mandate anything regarding your car currently? Um, no, currently I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't have a driver's license of any sort and I'm not eligible one for one for a very long time. Hmm. So do you think that this uh, repeated DUI stuff, did it have more to do with just chance? Like we said, you know, a lot of people go out for a couple of drinks and they're probably over the limit or was there an alcohol problem? You know, I've been debating that, and I'm, I, I don't know what the answer is for that for myself. Um, the, the reality is, is I can go, I can go for weeks, months, whatever, and not drink and not have the desire to drink. Um, so I don't think that I necessarily have an alcohol problem. Um, of course, the law sees it different because of the amount of DUIs that I had. Right. Sure. But do they mandate any type of treatment for that? So when you go to the state prison system, which I just came out of, when you go to the state prison system, they do have treatment in there. And it's actually very good treatment. Um, most time people will knock the DOC and say that, uh, that they really do a lousy job with rehabilitation. No, the people that that uh, don't get rehabilitated, don't want to. Um, but yeah. their their treatment itself is actually very good. Um, so they do have treatment programs. I, I, I did not get a treatment program this time around, only because of the whole COVID thing. Um, everything was really backlogged in the state prison system, and I just didn't have enough time because my judge only gave me 12 months. So. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, that's it. We'll probably get into this a little bit more in the second half. But yeah, you're, you're there during COVID. That's kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it was it was painful. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, as Jim just said, this is yeah. a good segue. Let's wrap yeah. up the first part. And when okay. we come back next week and for you, just a minute, uh, <laughs> right. we'll talk about what's it like going to prison. So uh, hang on for just a minute and we'll be right back. All right. Sounds All right. good. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the conclusion of our interview with Steve when he tells us what life is like in prison. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.